Yeah, 19 minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's the headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, we shift our attention to uh, a matter that unfolded yesterday. And uh, many of you, I guess, on social media were yeah, quite interested, I guess, in the circumstances that led to this collision between two uh, new trains, brand new trains, uh, passenger rail uh, or trains, I guess, commissioned by the Passenger Rail Agency of South Africa. And um, yeah, the two trains... Uh, were involved in uh, a uh, collision uh, near Soshanguve station outside Tswane yesterday morning, resulting in some damage, uh, but no injuries to any passengers, uh, because I guess the collision happened as the technical uh, personnel were on site trying to resolve a technical matter that had arisen earlier on and uh, causing a 30-minute delay on the Mabopane line, according to Gauteng Metro Rail. Joined on the line now by Andi Swamakanda, Spokesperson at the Passenger Rail Agency of South Africa, Prasa. Andiswa, good evening to you and welcome. Andiswa? Hello? Hi, Ivan, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear good you evening. now, Good evening, Good evening, Ivan and your listeners. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Andiswa, maybe just, you know, if you could just unpack for us the sequence of events that unfolded yesterday morning. Um, okay. We understand there were two new trains and there was a technical, I guess, uh, a hiccup that unfolded. Talk to me about that. I mean, these are, you know, brand new trains. I understand straight off the, um, you know, manufacturing line out in Nigel, um, you know, Alstom is the OEM in this case. What happened? Yeah, exactly why it's important that we continue engaging um, with the media um, like yourselves. We need to clarify, um, firstly, that it was not two trains that collided. So there's an impression that has been made that it was two trains Mm. going in the opposite direction that collided into each other. That is not the case. What had happened was it was um, two train sets. So two um, That were being decoupled and one train set rolled into the other. So Mm. in the sequence of events... Um, one of the our technicians were attending to a technical issue. They were then they tried to separate the two motor mm. units. So mm. what I mean by motor units, it's it's what you would say in layman terms, um, the carriages. So it was the two train motor units mm. that they were trying to separate. We call that decoupling, and in that process, one of the sets collided into another one. So sure, the, the train sure. sets are what, when you combine them, all of them, they make up a train. So it yes. was not two okay. trains. Two it was cars. just what we would say in layman's term, carriages. I see, I see. Okay. So normally they say, you know, this is a four-car train. So it was two of those cars um, that then collided yes. into one another. I assume by the collision exactly. that the gradient where, I guess, the decoupling was happening wasn't flat, right? It wasn't on a flat surface. Um, we could assume so, um, but right now we are conducting investigations. We mm. still need to download the data from the train to okay. look into the exact cause of why the one train collided into the other because, you know, there's a lot of mechanisms that get into play when mm. you're decoupling. So we just need sure. to establish what exactly happened without um, pointing fingers. I know that um, some media platforms are talking about human error we don't mm. want to speculate at the moment. We need to first investigate, get the data um, from the from the train, and then we can um, give feedback as to sure. exactly why 
with the one set collide into the other. Okay, and we'll come back to the issue of the data. Maybe if we can just take a step back before the collision of the two motor units happened. Uh, The reason why the train was stationary was because there was a technical issue. I mean, I guess that's what gave rise to the need to decouple it in order to fix the technical fault. Um, I mean, is this in the nature of new locos that you receive to to experience technical faults? Uh, So, I guess, so early in the operation. No, and I understand um, that's the sentiment that a lot of people have, that, oh, my goodness, these are new trains. They can't be experiencing any problems. Mm. Right now, um, at the moment, we're still investigating exactly what happened. We're waiting for all information. But I'd like to say that, um, you know, as with any automation or any machine, there's always a warranty that comes with it so that um, in preparation for anything that could go wrong. And so we don't know exactly what was the technical issue that was being attended to, but the impression that um, a a machine straight out of the box Mm -hmm. cannot come without any problems. We understand from an industry level that sometimes there can be glitches. It can be glitches um, relating to, um, you know, first-day teething problems. Uh, And so we we, we really want to get to the bottom of this. We're conducting all the investigations so that we can Mm -hmm. have a clear picture um, for the public exactly what happened. It's not to say that um, there was any factory fault or any issues, but we do know that with any automatic uh, machines, there's bound to be one or two Mm -hmm. issues. But we don't know what the nature of um, the issues were. Um, So I'd like to see that we wait for that investigation. Yeah. So, 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 Andrew, so when you say you, you don't know, um, is that because, uh, or you don't know what the technical fault could be attributed to, is that because you have not heard or been given, I guess, a reason from the OEM or even, I guess, the technical personnel, or is it because you're saying you just want to complete the investigation and then only are you going to maybe proffer an opinion on what might have happened? Exactly. We we just want um, the technical team to do all the investigation without any media scrutiny or publicity. Let them do their work. Then they must give us a comprehensive mm. report. Have you asked for a report from Alstom, the the OEM in this case, French multinational manufacturer of the of uh, the motor units and I guess the uh, the rolling stock in this case. No, not, not at the moment, because um, as soon as they completed the train sets, they handed them over to Prasa. So at the moment, we're treating it as a Prasa, uh, Prasa incident. And if, pending on the report, there's anything to follow up with, um, with, with Alpha then we should mm. do so. But at the moment, it is, we're treating it as a Prasa incident because those trains were tested, handed over to Prasa. Mm. So, so you said something needs to be downloaded. I mean, surely that's that's their propi- proprietary IP or whatever as the OEM. Um, I mean, talk, talk to me about that process because some of us might think train. We're not thinking about something that would, I guess, be cloud enabled or have uh, some of the capability that would require downloading some reports or some data from the system. Yeah, I think um, similar with airplanes, there's always a computer box that has all the data um, and information. Um, it's all in technical language. So that is the the information that we are waiting from. This, that still needs to be also processed and put into perspective and context. 
And so we don't want to impose or intervene in, in that process. We're allowing our technical team to gather as much information as possible and collate the information and put it into a language that um, we can all understand and so that we can give that comprehensive feedback as to what happened. And I know that there's also been a lot of questions around um, what is the extent of the damage, how much is going oh. to cost us. That is also still being, will be investigated as well, the cost okay. of the damage. All right. And so hold the line there for me for a second. We've got to take a quick spot break. But when we come back, uh, I want us to just to talk briefly, I guess, about the resumption of some of the services on many of your lines, the delays you've experienced, and I guess um, any messages you might have for the public uh, who are the customers and users of your service. Nine minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's the headlines here on Metro FM Talk. I'm in conversation with Andy Swamakanda, spokesperson at the Passenger Rail Agency of South Africa, Prasa. Uh, and uh, talking to Andy Swa about an incident that unfolded yesterday on the Mabopane line. And uh, I guess Andy Swa clarifying for us uh, that this really was, I guess, not a collision of or a head-on collision of two trains, but rather, I guess, a, a collision after the decoupling. Uh, of the two motor units of the same train, uh, which gave rise, I guess, uh, to this collision, uh, and uh, the cost of which is still yet to be determined, and they are undertaking their own investigations. But, uh, I mean, Andy, so your own assessment, since the uh, resumption of some of your more prominent, uh, you know, aligned services in places like Cape Town, this Mabopane line as well, uh, we've certainly seen in the media and even on social media a lot of reports that people have had of delays on the trains, of issues, uh, which I guess you might see as teething problems. Talk to me about some of those that you've seen, what accounts for these, um, and more importantly, I guess, what message, if any, uh, you would have for South Africans as users of your service. It's just battling to hear you. Um, you. Are you talking about which lines in particular that we've experienced well, issues I mean, with? If, if we take, uh, there's been some issues in the resumption of the Cape Town uh, a southern line, um, and I guess also the Smabopane line as well. If you had any message to your, you know, users of your services uh, who might be jittery, might be a bit anxious about using your services uh, as they resume, what would that message be? I think for me, what's very important and that we need to put on the on the spotlight and start the conversation is around the vandalism and theft of our infrastructure. I mean, I heard um, the education minister talking about how schools are being vandalized and that we need, a, we need tighter regulations of scrap metal trade. 
Um, so the 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 theft and vandalism of our infrastructure is a huge problem, not only affecting Prasa, but it's also affecting Transnet, affecting ESCOM, affecting also um, the, the different municipalities. And so we need to really rally behind the protection of our infrastructure. Mm. Um, we know that there are elements of a crime syndicate that is operating because you 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 repair one line you protect one line and because they know that we cannot cover the thousands and thousands of kilometers of um, of railway mm. they go and vandalize and steal from a different line and it looks it really looks from it really looks like economic sabotage it looks like sabotage it's people that know when and how to hit and um the fact that all our entities are affected by this should be a cause of concern mm. and something that we should rally behind in protecting our infrastructure. But yeah, what are some of the things you guys have done? I mean, I guess, you know, the one element of it is, is securing your own infrastructure, but you happen to also share the infrastructure with another SOE, which is um, you know, Freight Provider Transnet. Um, I mean, what are some of the things that you've done alongside, you know, your counterparts, Transnet, and also, you know, the broader security cluster to really, I guess, bring some of this stuff to a head because, you know, you know where your infrastructure is and I guess you kind of have a sense of what it is you have to protect. Um, you know, conversations are still ongoing um, between ourselves and Transnet in terms of coordinating because they have a different um, um business mandate, whereas mm. we have um, a passenger rail mandate. Sure. And so it's, it's just a matter of aligning our operations with their operations, where their lines uh, are not busy or they're transporting freight. How do we ensure that the lines that are, they, they are not operating or are not their priority lines, but are still intact for our passenger rails? to operate. Mm. So we are having um, meetings December. I don't know how many meetings we've had with Transnet to try to resolve the issue. But the biggest problem was the constant um, theft. Um, you know, even with the long passenger rail service, it was compounded with issues of um, theft where trains couldn't traverse in different lines because of lower hanging cables. And so it's an issue mm. where... Um, we are all discussing, we're trying to look at how can we coordinate our efforts, um, how can we bring in um, other role players to come in and, and help in protection of the infrastructure. But the conversations are ongoing between um, Prasa and Transnet. Sure, sure. Last one on my end. Um, I mean, look, it might seem we just came out of Christmas. We're still in January. In a few weeks' time, uh, we'll, many people will be preparing their journeys uh, for the Easter break. Uh, and uh, we'll be hoping to make good use of your long-distance passenger rail service, Shoshaloza Mail. Uh, talk to me about some of the issues you've seen over December, how you're going to resolve some of those, uh, if indeed uh, there might be, I guess, a full-scale resumption of that long-distance passenger line. Um, definitely. Um, the, our December service really experienced um, some challenges um, a lot of it was the was vandalism, um, vandalism uh, of our signaling system, meaning that we had to resort to manual operations. So that added to to the delays of, of the trains. 
um, the, the theft of um, overhead cables as much as, as we were running um, diesel locomotives, the fact that there was low hanging copper wire didn't make it safe for the trains to, to continue on those lines. And so we had to really wait for the clearing of the lines um, to remove the low hanging cables. Um, so one of the things that we want to do um, and intensify um, going forward is to make sure that, number one, we, we intensify um, security, we revise our security plan and our deployment plans, uh, make sure that we have all law enforcement agencies also involved um, because we're talking about thousands and thousands of kilometers of rail network. The other issue, uh, the other thing that we also want to intensify is because we never know when um, our overhead cables will be stolen or where, mm. but to have a trolley that starts the trip ahead of the train to to lead the journey so that if there are issues, we're able to dispatch um, technicians way before the train gets to that particular p- problematic mm. section. So those are one of the things that we are also introducing um, in terms of mitigating all the delays. Sure. Thank you very much for taking the time out to speak to us. Thank you, Ayawanga. I appreciate it. Good evening. Makanda speaks on behalf of the Passenger Rail Agency of South Africa, PRASA, and yeah, speaking to us about some of the things they're going to do uh, to make sure that uh, they get their heads around uh, the vandalism, the stripping of the infrastructure, but more importantly, I guess, uh, wrapping our heads around uh, the incident on the Mabopane line yesterday uh, and uh, I guess what technical faults in new infrastructure.